3: It serve the program, you know what that means. Last night, AEW Dynamite. What do you think of the show? What a main event on that program. Lance Archer is your new IWGP United States champion. It'll be John Moxley in a Texas death match in Texas. This AEW can do nothing right. Hometown guy, main event, he won. Who books like that? But anyway, he's a new champion. So we can talk about that and everything else that went down on the show today. We have also got, and this will be, this wouldn't normally be the top story, but the top story is going to be Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Bryan Danielson and CM Punk. Which should tell you something right there. Bryan Danielson and CM Punk. But after that, the top story of the day is actually the viewership for NXT. And I got a lot to say about it. It's a very, very good number. So that's going to be a talking point here today. We have got the return to the ring of Samoa Joe. We've got the takeover coming up and notes from the NXT tapings and the return of Hiromu and so much more to talk about here today. Mike Sempervivi is going to join us after the break and you will have an opportunity to give your thoughts. We'll be taking text messages throughout the show. We'll see about phone calls. There's just so much news to get into. I'm not sure we're going to get them today, but... The text message line, 425-780-7566 is the phone number, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And by the way, if you want full reviews of AEW and NXT, we had them last night for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com, myself and Dave Meltzer, and tonight... It'll be myself and Lance Storm running down both of these shows. Audio at WrestlingObserver.com. Video. F4WOnline.com for video. Back in a moment to kick off the show, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right, totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153.
1: Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor.
0: I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it. And it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor.
1: 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384.
4: If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu, so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all-natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navaj.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Thunder Roses sign AW, everybody! Yay! I just want to say that so the chat could freak out. They've been waiting to freak out. I don't know why. There was a graphic up that said uh, Thunder Roses all elite, so like they could have freaked out then because that was actually from All Elite Wrestling. But apparently, I have to say it for the chat to go crazy. So I'm going to say it again: Thunder Roses sign AW, everybody.
5: Hey, man, it's like, you know, I know you're not big on sports, but it's like the NFL draft. It's like all those Jacksonville fans, you know, everybody wants to get together. They all know that Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick, but they just want to hear the commissioner say those words. They want to all be together and celebrate and rejoice the fact. That Thunder Rosa is no longer under an NWA contract because, in a way, that's kind of what you're celebrating—is Billy Corrigan's loss here. But that, no, of course, you're not is... celebrating
3: his loss. You know, you're <laughs> celebrating—you're celebrating the ability for them to do whatever they want with Thunder Rosa. Well, national and not TV's have to game. go through whatever. Thunder Absolutely. Rosa. I don't know all the details of the situation, but I believe that they bought out her NWA contract. She is now a regular with AEW. So, if you're wondering who the ultimate opponent for the current. AEW Women's Champion Britt Baker is likely to be. Now you know. All right. Now, well, let's have something else for are to freak out about. What's that? CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. No way. Listen, everybody. A lot of rumors out yesterday that CM Punk was in discussions with All Elite Wrestling. There were rumors also yesterday that Bryan Danielson was going to All Elite Wrestling. We talked about it on the show with Dave last night. I saw some people that were kind of upset. They were like, well, you know, you really wouldn't say anything. And, you know, listen, I want to make this abundantly clear before everybody goes out to write stories about this, okay? I'm going to make this abundantly clear. I don't know where Brian Danielson is going. And I don't know if CM Punk is going to AEW, okay? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what I believe, which is different from what I know. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? I believe, I believe that Brian Danielson is signed to AEW. I believe that CM Punk is signed to AEW. That is what I believe from various things that I have learned over the last several months. Am I confirming that? No, I am not confirming that, because I don't know for sure. And I hear this all the time. People go, oh, Dave and Brian don't have a problem announcing that Goldberg is going to be on Raw. Oh, but if it's a AEW surprise, they won't say anything. Listen, if I knew for sure that either of these men were going to AEW, I would tell you, okay? But let me tell you something that's interesting, and you can debate why, okay? Nobody in AEW spoils anything to me in advance. Now, after something happens, if I ask people, like, well, what happened here, what are the details here, what can you tell me about this? After it has occurred... People are very open to telling me about what happened and why and etc. and who got hurt when or whatever, okay? For whatever reason, people seem to be way more open to divulging things in WWE to myself, Dave, Sean Ross, whoever, Mike Johnson. I don't know why, and I don't want you to get mad at me about it because I don't know why, okay? But I have not been told Specifically about Daniel Bryan, I have not been told specifically about CM Punk. If I asked, nobody would tell me. But I've seen many, there have been many things that have occurred over the last several weeks that have led me personally to believe that Bryan Danielson and CM Punk are signed to AEW. Now, if you want to know, like forget all of that, why do I believe that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, like personally, what are some of the things here? I said years ago, years ago, that CM Punk was not going to go back to WWE. And uh, I don't believe that he's ever going to go back to WWE. And I explained why at the time. And one of the things about CM Punk, okay, whatever you think about CM Punk, whatever you think about his star power, whatever you think about his, uh, his drawing ability, whatever you think about his financial circuit, whatever, it doesn't matter. What you can say about CM Punk is he is no dummy, okay? You gotta remember the circumstances of CM Punk leaving WWE, okay? He left originally for a lot of different reasons, and you could talk about his 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 MERS infection and everything else, but when he left, he was scheduled to face Triple H, the son in law of Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. And he stated that he did not feel that that was a very big match, okay? Now, you can say everything you want about how things have changed and Triple H is not going to hold grudges and Vince won't hold a grudge and, and it's all about business and all about that. But listen, I've been watching this company for a long time, and if I'm CM Punk and I leave under those circumstances... In no way do I trust that I am going to go back there and I'm going to be used well over the course of a three-year deal. I don't believe that. I don't think he's a dummy. Would they would they bring him back in Chicago and push him for a while and whatever? Uh, sure. Or are they ultimately going to remember everything that happened? And what about this lawsuit where they try to sue CM Punk? The doctor tried to sue CM Punk. Like this, all of this stuff. I don't think he's going back to WWE. Served him on his wedding day. Served him on his wedding day, the whole nine yards. I don't believe that this guy is ever going back to WWE. So if he is going back to professional wrestling, he's going back to AEW, okay? There have been negotiations, and uh, they've—I mean, I shouldn't say there have been negotiations. There have been discussions— and just everything that I have seen over the last several months leads me to believe that he is going there and that he is probably signed right now, okay? Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson wants to be able to work all over the place. This is no secret. He wants to go to New Japan. He wants to go to Mexico. I don't know about CMLL so much anymore. Dave talked about that a lot last night. He wants to go back to the CMLL of two days ago, but they ate the CMLL of today. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of other options. He wants to work with a lot of different people. He wants to have fun doing wrestling, lots of different matches, okay? If he goes back to WWE, and he's very loyal to WWE, but if he goes back to WWE, you know who he's going to work, and you know that he's going to work the same people over and over and over and over again because that's what they do. We had the story a while back about Nick Khan negotiating with New Japan. Dave noted that uh, Nick Khan has made a lot of great deals all over the place. There's there's seriously making deals all over the place and making deals with a Japanese professional wrestling company, okay? No deal appears to be imminent right now. If you watched Dynamite last night particularly, okay? I I never believed for one second that WWE was going to sign Daniel Bryan and say, you can go work New Japan shows, and you'll be able to go work here and there and have freedom. I never believed this for a second. They might have told the guy this. They might have told other people. It's never going to happen because it's WWE, and this dog is not changing its spots right now. Maybe someday it will, but I see no evidence of that right now, regardless of what Triple H says about we're open to working for anybody. You can say that. And you can even believe it. But what evidence do we have that they are truly open to working with anybody? Zero, unless it is an exclusive deal. And I don't think New Japan wants an exclusive deal with WWE, when right now they've got the ability to send people to Mexico, and Impact, and Ring of Honor, and AEW, and vice versa. That's a much better deal for them than an exclusive deal with WWE. So if AEW will allow Daniel Bryan... To work for new japan and aew and maybe do some stuff with people in impact wrestling and wherever head to AAA, whatever the case might be that is a much better deal for daniel bryan at this point in his life now tony khan has made it clear that there is another major signing it's day it's brian danielson or cm punk or both Get Mike's thoughts after the break and then my other big story of the day, which is NXT ratings. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
0: That's 800 1845 My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill that's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain
1: age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to Use Viagra if we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call
0: now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800 399 3691. 800 399 3691. That's 800 399 3691.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the
3: show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. One last thing before we go to Mike right here. I want to reiterate strongly that I don't know if Brian Danielson and CM Punk have signed and are going to AEW. But again, I believe this. I could be wrong, okay? I can tell you that as of a few days ago, within WWE, the belief was that Daniel Bryan was going to be coming back to WWE. So it is possible that a deal would not be made with CM Punk, Daniel Bryan will go back to WWE, but if you're asking me what I believe, I believe that they are both going to AEW, and I believe that they are probably both signed. But we shall see. Yes, Mike.
5: I believe uh, that you are correct about that. Um, I have no idea when it comes to CM Punk um, if he's going to sign or not or or any of that sort of stuff. Brian Danielson's a little bit different because he does have aspirations outside WWE and New Japan is one of those things. And I think it's less wrestling for CMLL and it's more wrestling in inside Arena Mexico. So while him hooking up with New Japan and, uh, you know, working on events that have AAA guys that will upset CMLL, look, if this is a one-shot deal for Daniel Ryan or Bryan Danielson, uh, I don't think it's going to matter. And I don't think it really ultimately matters to everybody who's involved except for CMLL and... They fight those battles internally a lot. They they get upset over lots of things. So I don't think that's going to be a concern whatsoever. And it's just a matter of, and I look here, people have called out like, you know, why would he be loyal to them? And look at what, he got rich with them. He met his wife with them. They provide a good life for him. And he's the most unsinkable person in the world. And you know what? He modestly knows that. There's nothing WWE can do to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you can soften him on TV ratings, but as far as fans' hearts and and getting a reaction and and having you know the love of the fans, nothing WWE can do can ever hurt Brian Danielson, and and he knows that. So him going back to WWE, if he does decide to do that, hey, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of security there. It's it, that that's a good thing. But I think he's driven by something else, and that is getting out what he's missed over so many years and that is being able to go out there and face a bunch of different people like you named which he would be able to do in aew go back to japan and wrestle a level of star that we haven't seen him in the ring with we haven't seen him against okada we haven't seen him against you know this person or that I almost said shingo but i think we have seen him against shingo i'd have to go back to the roh uh 2006 days you know but it, it just makes a lot of sense for Daniel, for Brian Danielson. And it's killing me that they did this to me where I'm saying Daniel Bryan. But with Brian Danielson, I think it just makes a lot of sense. CM Punk, I, I don't want to say that there's, this is interesting because he hasn't wrestled for so long and I don't know. Does he come back? And he's a future player. Does he come back? And he's only around once in a while. I mean, there's a lot more variables. I think when you throw CM Punk into the mix there. And I don't. Again, I don't know if he is going to ultimately sign with AEW. But whether he does or not, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, I absolutely believe will.
3: So very interesting story. The uh, NXT show on. On Tuesday night, 709,000 viewers, which is almost identical to last week. It was up 4,000 viewers. The highest viewership since May 4 in 18-49, to which drew a .20, up 5.3%. This going up against Game 6 of the NBA Finals, which averaged 12.5 million viewers, which is some of the stiffest competition that NXT has faced in months and months and months. And the thing, I mean, it's patently obvious here. Remember when cross Cross showed up on Raw and did a job for Jeff Hardy in, like, uh, two minutes. And uh, yeah. people were in an uproar. And yeah. I pretty much concluded, like, what's the point of this show? They, just, they kill the storylines on Raw. Everyone gets brought up, and they don't even acknowledge NXT, the champions. Charlotte isn't even an NXT champion in storyline anymore. It's like, why bother? Well what this number tells me is that to, to their hardcore audience that audience doesn't care about this they don't care if carrying cross goes to the main roster and does a job for jeff hardy in 2 minutes they don't care if charlotte flair is now a five-time smackdown five-time raw one-time divas champion but she's not an <laughs> NXT champion they don't care and my conclusion is that this hardcore NXT audience is in fact an audience that doesn't watch Raw and SmackDown, so they don't care what is done on those shows. If you, if you call up Tegan Knox, they don't care. They're not watching Raw and SmackDown. If you bring Mandy down from the main roster and you kill the Mandy Dana four-month storyline for the Tag Team titles, they don't <laughs> care, okay? So that's great. That's it's actually great news. These are my people. These people don't care. Now, unfortunately, like oh, okay. if you were one of those people that do care, well, oh. this is further evidence that Vince is just going to do whatever he wants. So, like, if you were mad about what happened with Karrion Cross on Raw... Like, be prepared for more of it. If you're angry that they don't acknowledge Charlotte's NXT belts, uh, be prepared for more of it. If you're angry that the main roster pulls people from NXT and puts them on the show with, like, no NXT, be prepared for more of it, okay? It just needs to be accepted because this is proven that this audience doesn't care. So there you go. That's great for them. Honestly, I'm not even being sarcastic. That is great for them to have an audience. Now, obviously, it would be better if you had a larger audience that was that loyal to you. But to have 700,000 people that are so loyal to your product that they don't care that your undefeated champion over a year and a half got called up to Raw and beaten in two minutes and then, like, whatever, that's great. Stop shading those people. No, it's great. You're shading them. No, I'm not. I swear to God, that's great. They don't care. Because, Mike, they don't watch the main roster to care. It doesn't matter what happens when somebody leaves NXT. They're not watching the shows. They don't care. That's great for them. I'm glad they are happy, and it doesn't bother them. And I'm sincere about that.
5: You know why we should also like these folks because they're olds like us when it comes to NXT's base. You know, it's an older crowd and they are, this is their alternative wrestling. If it, if you held a gun to my head and said, of the four major shows during the week, what are you going to watch? I would watch Impact and I would watch Dynamite. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, pardon me. I would watch NXT and I would watch Dynamite. No question over Raw and over SmackDown, and yes, the highs of Raw and SmackDown outdistance everything else, with the exception of a, you know something that AEW does that's off the charts. But it's the whole rest of the show which is very laborious, and for a lot of fans, AEW isn't the answer. They're not the alternative for whatever reason. It's to this, it's to that, it's to whatever. That's okay. And a lot of people don't have Sinclair and Ring of Honor, frankly. As much as I love Ring of Honor, the reality is, is they are nowhere on the radar in comparison to WWE and a WWE product. Same thing with New Japan, the same thing with everybody else. So for people's alternatives, NXT fills that void. And NXT, for anything you want to say about it, and it is a very, again, can be a very antiseptic show where... Everything is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It just feels so sluggish. It feels slow. It feels cold. Even when you say that about it, for the most part, everything makes sense. Everything's got a direction that it's going, and you know it's going to get there. At least you have faith that it's going to get there at the end, and you don't get what you get on Raw and on SmackDown. So the number doesn't surprise me at all. You know, we're playing now with NXT in a sphere where... Again, 700,000 viewers, that's better than what they did for the Great American Bash, and that looks to be the number, the watermark that we're looking at now going forward, where, hey, where are they in relation to this? Forget about 800,000, forget about a million. Right now
3: for NXT, it's 700,000, and can they sink or swim over that? Here's the thing, everybody, okay? When you are a wrestling company, or any business, okay, You would like to try to increase your base of customers, your base of viewers, okay? That's obviously very important. However, at the end of the day, what you need to do is make your audience happy. And that should be the bottom line. Now, if you see a company, WCW in the 90s was a great example, where they begin to nosedive, that is evidence that you are not keeping your fan base happy. You ran them off, okay? But if you're seeing a company that is largely stable or a company that is growing, then if you don't like that company, if you don't like AEW, you don't like NXT, whatever, but you don't normally watch them, you're irrelevant. They don't care. The job is to keep their audience happy and in doing so also attempt to procure more viewers customers etc now oh well Brian why do you get mad at raw then clearly they're making their audience happy it's a consistent 1.7 million people well if you look at the level of talent the WWE has and their production values and everything that they bring to the table it seems patently obvious to me that if you added competent storytelling to that you would in fact probably drastically increase your audience But they don't, and so their audience continues to fall and trickle down year over year over year over year over year. I would like to see it improve. That's why I am very upset watching Raw and often Smackdown. Back in a moment with the Dynamite Report, Observer Live.
6: Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Oh, back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Don't forget, there's, very... There's that mature
5: voice I love so much. Oh, the get out of here.
3: Yeah, amazing. A person's voice can change over 20 years. Who would have ever thought? Hey, uh, don't forget that tonight... If you're a fan of A.W. and NXT, we're going to go over a quick uh, look at the A.W. show here in a moment. But tonight, myself and Lance Storm are going to go into great detail on both A.W. and NXT. So if you're one of those folks that, oh, I can't believe Brian didn't cover NXT yesterday. Well, I did cover it yesterday on Wrestling Observer Radio. And I'm going to cover it again tonight on the Brian and Lance show. So you're going to get plenty of NXT talk. So don't worry about it. But I'll do the uh, quick and dirty for uh, Dynamite here. And then we'll uh, talk about whatever's on your mind. No calls today, everybody. Only text messages 425 780 7566. Quick and dirty's the best. I thought this show was very fun. It opened up with Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. And holy smokes. Remember when we had people argue it wouldn't be better with fans? You're wrong, people. <laughs> You're absolutely wrong, You, you dumb people. So much better with fans. Mm-hmm. They sing Jericho's song. They're going crazy. He put that uh, that lion tamer on, and and these people, you know the you know the gimmick. They're throwing babies, urinating all over each other. They're going crazy. And then uh, Sammy ran down, which is important. And him and Tully had a little kerfuffle. And then in the ring, Jericho got hit with the uh, C4, which is a finish, and he kicked out. And then uh, Spears tried it again with a chair, but uh, Jericho hit the Judas Effect and pinned him. So the key is, he wins the first labor. MJF comes out and says, no more, no more run-ins, or you're out. So Jericho has to go it totally alone from this point forward. No more Samir or anybody. And his, his opponent next week in labor, two is just the most despicable person that this MJF, I mean, he's a heel and everything like that. But personally, I'm disgusted with him as well. Him and Don Callis should be like the the most despicable duo in wrestling history. But he announces that he's bringing in, of all people, Nick Gage to take on Chris Jericho. This man ended my career. He choke broke me. Choke broke Mountain. He choke breaker me all over his knee. And then they stuffed Piledro me, he and this Antonio, the promised Thomas. And they killed me and ended my career. And he brings in this this guy. I was sickened. Doc Gallows beat Frankie Kazarian. Was quick Did you match. call it
5: Chokeback Mountain?
3: You heard me. And then uh, Hangman came out, and they, they also had a kerfluffle. And the heels went after the Hangman. The Dark Order interfered. Page hit the buckshot Larry on Anderson. Uh, the multi-man elimination match with the stipulations is coming up next week. If Hangman's team wins, it'll be Hangman versus Kenny Omega. And the Dark Orb will get a tag title shot against the Young Bucks. If they lose, no title shots. And that means that even though he's the number one contender, Page cannot face Kenny Omega for the title. So big stips next week. They're going to do a Ricky Starks championship celebration next week. And Brian Cage, without saying so, pretty much told you, I am going to kill everybody during this celebration, (laughs) so tune in. Darby beat Wheeler Yuta, which was an excuse to have Sting do the Orange Cassidy slow-motion kicks gimmick with Orange Cassidy. And boy, this place just lost their minds. It was actually a great moment.
5: Let me just shoehorn in something here, because that's what everybody has talked about. Should mention Wheeler Yuta has been around for a little bit now and he has gotten like stair step better as you've seen him go along and as he's in the season improved. He is one of those guys. I mean, yes, there's, there's Darby and, and jungle boy and, and, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. And MJF, lots of young people that they have there. Wheeler Uta going to be one of those guys that I don't, again, I don't know what his status is at right now, but once they get him full time, Again, keep your eye on him, too, because he's going to end up being really, really good.
3: We had Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose, and as a match, it was rough. The fans do love Britt Baker, and it's the same thing that we talked about. She's a heel, but of course she's facing another heel, and she's the smaller of the two, and so she largely played babyface in this match. And the crowd, they love the DMD thing. And as noted, I don't think she's going to turn babyface, but I think they pretty much just figured, whatever. She's going to be over here. She's going to be over in Pittsburgh. Like, who cares? So she was a huge babyface here. Uh, There was a spot where the referee accidentally counted, or they counted three, and he said it was a two. And so they were very upset about that, which actually helped the match to a degree because the crowd got back into it. Did the Eddie Guerrero belt spot at the end, back and forth, and uh, that led to a beast bomb. Which was a good spot, and then finally, uh, Britt countered another one, floated over to the lockjaw, and got the submission.
5: They got to soften her up a little bit. They do have to do that, and I think last night could have been that start of that with that act with Rebel, but they do because, yes, everybody's going to react to whatever she's involved with because she's Britt Baker. So that's good. You want her facing both good guys and you know bad guys. That that does make sense, but. To me, because of the reaction she gets, you know, to be dismissive of fans, to be dismissive of advertisers or. Uh, Tony Schiavone, announcers, whoever, any of that sort of stuff, that's the stuff that needs to go away. Her edge towards the person she's facing, whether it be Serena Deeb or Thunder Rosa or Nyla Rose or who it is, doesn't matter. But I think this is a good time to start shifting this character because she is the face of your company. And forget about just, like, she's your top female star. She's just one of your top stars, period, that's going to be there for a long time. And I think with the reaction she's getting, just go ahead and go with the fact that soften it up and give her some, you know, again, some of that edge away.
3: All right, Andrade and the Death Triangle did his segment, and they're obviously going to be feuding. We have got Orange Cassidy versus The Blade, and Orange Cassidy got the win, knocked out The Blade with the brass knuckles afterwards. Chris Jericho revealed that next week for his match with Nick Gage, he will be bringing back The Painmaker. And he's got yeah. his things on his deal yeah. and the face paint it was so funny mike you know what he did you're asking me yeah all that dude
5: did all he did was draw lines on his face and give nick gage the most obvious place to start running that pizza cutter chris jericho what were you thinking doing that to yourself you're going to get your eyes crossed your lips are going to be crossed he's going to run that thing right across there you've seen what he did to david arquette you saw what he did to Brian Alvarez. What is wrong with you? Why are you inviting this? He's going to make you eat that fedora.
3: Next week, we have got Jericho Nick Cage, no DQ. FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. Day's most wanted match ever. We got Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Private Party and Ed Helico. The winner, well, it was Lance Archer. He will face Hikileo for the IWGP U.S. title. We have the elimination tag, Elite versus Hangman in the Dark Order. Tony Khan... We'll announce a major new live event. What could Ooh. that be? And Cody Rhodes Malachi Black in two weeks. Made event of the show. Holy smokes, what a match. Mm. It was Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas death match. And this match was just awesome. And I've said it before because it's a month out now. This bro this is John Moxley. He's coming off having a kid a month ago. Dude's getting no sleep. He can't work out. He's coming back here to take bumps into barbed wire and and do all of this nuttiness. I mean, holy smokes. They beat the absolute hell out of each other. There are double juice. All of these great uh the fighting spirit spots out of Japan. And finally, Moxley gets choke slammed through two tables covered with barbed wire boards, and he can't make it up at ten. Lance Archer, your new champion, in the dude's hometown, bro. I mean, what? Guy wins in his hometown, gets a huge pop, wins a title. Can you imagine? And then afterwards, they did the Hickaleo stare down with Lance Archer, and that was that. I thought the show was, was really good. The main event was great. Opener was excellent. And you know what is interesting? So there was a question here on the chat. And at first, it sounds like a good question. But then when you break it down, you realize something. This person here is talking about the Britt Baker Nyla Rose match, and their question is, why did Nyla want to get Britt DQ'd? Okay, now let me tell you what happened in the match because I kind of glossed over it. So they're doing this match here, and Britt Baker grabs the women's title, and she throws the belt to Nyla Rose, and uh. Brit falls down like she's been knocked out, okay? Because she wants to get she wants to win via DQ, even though they rarely ever do DQs. So she's waiting, but Rebel, because she's a heel and a geek, she doesn't let the ref turn around. So Britt's laying there and laying there like where's the ref? Well the ref doesn't turn around. So Brit stands up. Brit throws the belt to uh or no, Nyla throws the belt now to Brit, okay? But the key here is that Nyla did not take a bump. Because Nyla was not trying to get Britt disqualified. Nyla was trying to distract Britt so that she could then hit the beast bomb and try to get the pin. It was actually clever if you watched the spot. Of course, Britt kicked out and then got the win clean. But uh, the not taking a bump is the key to that spot. Nyla did not want to get Britt Baker DQ'd. It was merely an attempted distraction. That's what I got out of
5: it. In a place with, you know, if you're going with some sporting thoughts as well, too, the champion gets herself disqualified, then the challenger's got a legitimate uh, claim for a rematch. And, you know, if you don't bastardize too much, you know, that too much. I mean, it's been a part of wrestling forever. Um, I want to mention something about Lance Archer. It's just crazy because... I used to, I used to review NWA TNA weekly pay-per-views and way back when, way, way back when, I I think they may have already moved to Fox at that point, Fox Sports Regional, but he was there teaming with Kid Cash and he went to the WWF, what did he become, Lance Hoyt or whatever it was or I couldn't even remember what his name was he goes back to to Impact and to TNA and he's teaming up with Jimmy Rave which was actually a pretty good act and that's where he actually I think really started to get over a little bit and all these years later all the trials and tribulations the back injuries all this stuff you know 44 year old uh, Lance Archer not only got his flowers i think a lot of people thought last year or two years ago whatever it was when he helped promote new japan and did such a great job in dallas and did such a good job and then he gets rewarded with the the aw contract and he's in a great position very early and it's like man things are awesome and now the one thing he can add is another main event on national TV where he took home the belt of New Japan Pro Wrestling, a belt of theirs on American national TV and AEW in an awesome match where he dropped a man in barbed wire. It's just an amazing journey that Lance Archer has been able to take. And I'm very happy for him because I, we talked to him on this show, uh, talked to him off air a little bit an incredibly nice guy a very nice guy and one of those people that doesn't seem to be a a whole lot of people say anything negative about so this is awesome for him and i mentioned this about uh other people a couple days ago same case with nick gage wwe would never let nick gage walk in the door and if they did they would change everything about him and try to mold it into their wwe story why did Nick Gage get a reaction last night? Because much like Eddie Kingston, much like other people that come along on the indie scene and that people have been putting a lot of faith into for a long time, that's the guy they want to see, and that's the guy they want to see interact with your guys. And AEW's done a really good job of that.
3: First here year says, Brian Alvarez, AEW gatekeeper, Jack Evans, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Nick Gage made all of these careers. Hey, you forgot the Rock and Roll Express while we're at it. Next week, Charlotte. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
4: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
2: I'm really worried about him. His addiction... You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. i look at this list of names that I I turned their careers around, got them signed to AEW, Jack Evans, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Nick Gage, Rock and Roll Express.
5: You ever beat any of them?
3: You know what I was thinking? I was originally going to say, what a bunch of despicable people, but as I look at the list, I mean, Marco Stunt's whole family. Just Horrible a bunch people. of despuca- despicable. Yeah, oh, almost yeah. said despicable, which actually yeah. is, is not uh, a banned word, but it sounds like it. <laughs> it's Nick Gage. Say, oh, what can I even say about this guy? Man. But Quite frankly, Jack Evans, you know, I'd, I'd say he's like my son, but I actually know his dad, the king of Parkland. I really can't say that. Jungle Boy. What a nice bloke. I got no problem with the Jungle Boy. Pretty hair. Orange Cassidy. Never forget when we sat down, put our match together, and I was like, what do you want to do? And he goes, eh. And uh, the Rock and Roll Express (laughs) couldn't meet two friendlier chaps. Nicest guys in the world. So at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy for some of them and, and disgusted for others. Hey, you do? know, be-
5: before that show uh, with Beyond that you were on the American, what was it, American Ron? I can't even remember what it was, uh, WrestleMania weekend. You know, we had Drew Cordero on the show talked about Orange Cassidy. I would suggest people go back and listen it's to Black that. Label Pro. Black Label Pro, I'm sorry. Because yeah, even then, you know, people not being able to figure out Orange Cassidy. And you know what? It was a lot easier for people to figure out than, than they think it is, even right now, for those who overthink it. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh you going to be able to put anybody else over and be the gatekeeper get anybody I'm else I'm done. Over? I'm
3: retired. I'm finished. You sure? I'm spent. But you know what I'm not finished doing? Ranting about wrestling. Later on tonight, myself and Lance Storm talking to AEW and NXT. Mike Solo tomorrow. I what? forgot to mention that. I'll be traveling. I'm not around tomorrow. Somebody but anyway, an I'll be back what? this weekend and all sorts of great stuff. So check it out, everybody. That's it. We'll talk to you again after a while. Wrestling Observer Live.